You're listening to The Novice Experience, a podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges commonly encountered by students and young people. I'm Calvin Chan, and chatting with my guests, I'm going to take a deep dive into their meaningful stories, the lessons they've learned, and how they can inspire others. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Novice Experience. I'm your host, Calvin Chan. Today, I have Franco Ng joining the show. Uh, Franco is a youth mentor, community leader, and entrepreneur based in Vancouver. He founded the World Youth Leadership Foundation in 2016, which is an, entrep- uh, which is an international youth entrepreneurship program that facilitates youth business development in cross-border relations in China. In 2019, he founded Youth Talk Nation, a youth think organization that empowers young leaders to create real change by connecting their solutions with government and businesses. And Franco's newest endeavor is founding Live Unlimited Technologies, a startup launching early 2021 in partnership with Charitable Impact, looking to redefine local networking and charity for students and young professionals in Vancouver. Wow, that's a long resume, Franco. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Kelvin. Happy to be here. I mean, if you're going to go through my LinkedIn, then there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, these are all important milestones for both you and um, the youth in our community. Uh, Obviously, you're a youth mentor. You're so passionate about working with young people in our society. Uh, Why don't you start with giving us uh, your origin story? So where you're from, your background, and sort of the defining moments that make up who you are um, today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think as we get older, we always look back and we start reflecting. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's because of this. Therefore, I am this today. So I think that now that I'm, I'm 20, I'm turning 26 coming April. So there's a lot to reflect back on. um, And there's a lot to look forward to. But the origin story is that I was born in Hong Kong, but I came when I was, you know, as a baby, one and a half, Uh, grew up uh, starting East Van, then moving to Richmond. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the first defining uh, experience that I've had was, as you know, you know, cadets, I think cadets at at the age of 12, uh, a youth military program here in Canada really kind of set the foundation of, of who I was as a, as a person, as an individual taught us team management, leadership, discipline, uh, most importantly, office politics and and how to deal with uh, different people at a, at a very, very young age. Uh, So I, I did that for seven years. Then, uh, you know, going to university, I went to UBC, Solder School of Business. Uh, the story there was that my grades weren't high enough to get in uh, my first year. Uh, so I had to work very, very hard my first year to transfer from UBC Arts to UBC Solder, which, you know, curiously, when, when, you, when you're in the arts program at UBC in your first year, nine or 10 people that you speak with, they're like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, what's your major? They're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to transfer you know, into, into solder. Like everyone just has that kind of plan, you know, when they yeah. don't get in their first year. Yeah. Uh, and that's same with myself. And, and, and I worked really hard towards that. I spent my first year in the, in the basement of, uh, you know, Irving studying every single day, didn't do anything mm-hmm. else. I got my grades up, transferred in, was super excited. And then maybe two or three months into it, I was like, Oh shit, like this is it. <laughs> like after all that hard work, uh, yeah. and thinking that, you know, this is what I want to attain. It ended up not being what I wanted to do. And I struggled a lot with that uh, during that year. And I kind of, you know, made that decision uh, being stagnant and, and talking to myself and saying, hey, if I were 
if I wasn't going to find what I want in school, I had to go find it elsewhere, which is when I started diving into, into community work and, and politics and charity. Uh, so I, I started doing a lot of work, especially within the political arena, just because of language capabilities and cultural background, uh, doing ethnic outreach uh, for different ministers and different parties, which is another defining moment, I think, in, in my life. And, and just seeing that the world is a lot bigger than, than school. And yeah. the majors that school leads you to believe that these are the five career paths that are available out there. There's a lot mm -hmm. of intersections and a lot of areas that I became passionate about that I never knew existed, uh, which is uh, why I really enjoy community work and grassroots organization. Uh, and then, you know, almost in my third, fourth year prior to graduating, I knew I had a passion for youth development stemming from cadets. I, I knew I wanted to make a difference uh, for students who are struggling to also find the careers and their passions. And I wanted to start a business around that. I, I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, uh, which is when I founded you know, the World Youth Leadership Foundation starting in Vancouver. And I was beginning the, 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 the process of, of almost creating, you know, your own course and your own mentorship program right. uh, sort of thing. Uh, but then, you know, my dad has a bit of business in, in China. So he does a, does a bit of like cross-border kind of uh, financial services uh, to, to kind of keep it short. And he said, hey, man, if, if you're going to do something like this, I think it's a lot better if you went back to China and did it. Right? Yeah. The, the market's so much bigger. You, you can speak uh, Mandarin and Cantonese. Uh, you know, you bring a different side of, of leadership uh, and, and mentorship to the culture in Asia. So he thinks that there's a, there's something there that you can work with. And that's what I started doing about for about three, three, four years, just flying back and forth uh, between here uh, and China, uh, doing youth mentorship and entrepreneurship development. Eventually, whenever I'm back here, I get bored and I started Youth Talk Nation, uh, merging government uh, relations with, with high school kids and getting their voices heard. Uh, and now with, with Live Unlimited and and starting mm -hmm. a new young professionals network. And what we're trying to do is gamify networking and charity and cool. essentially yeah. giving points for those who are uh, engaged within our community. And those points are able to be uh, redeemable for charitable donations. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that was kind of a long. <laughs> no worries. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into uh, more of that later in the episode, you know, sort of your new projects and your, you know, your background and how it led you to your projects today. Um, but, you know, I, I like to do a segment called Give Me Five. It's sort of a lightning round of questions. So our listeners get to know you better. Um, we have five questions. So number one, what's your favorite board game? Oh, you know, honestly, Matt, I don't play a lot. Yeah. Uh, the one that like I've played kind of recently is just Catan. I think Catan okay. is fun. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, over, over COVID, you know, we're at home so much. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, uh, games going on with like family and, and, you know, people in your core bubble. So, um, you know, I, I always like the traditional monopoly, right. You're, you're, you're dealing and you're negotiating with people. So that, that's always fun. Um, number two, what's something you could eat for a week straight? Uh, ice cream. <laughs> Big fan of ice nice, cream. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> is that your like go-to comfort food? I would I would say so. I mean, yeah. just from even just a McDonald's drive-through, get a cone. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Um, who inspires you, Franco? Ooh, you know, honestly, it's not one single person, but okay, all the all the kids that I work with, honestly, through, through Youth Talk Nation, yeah. through my other organizations that I'm involved in, mm -hmm. they're just so smart. 
yeah. just, just talking to them. They're, we're not that, there's not that big of an age gap. They're like sometimes 18, 17, maybe five, six years of difference. But I'm like, mm-hmm. man, these guys are going to kick my ass in, in a few years. <laughs> like they're so smart. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're sort of, um, you know, the sort of like the customer and the the product of, of what you're doing. Right. So it's sort of the thing that keeps you motivated and keeps you going. So um, the fact that they're, they're the ones who inspire you um, is just a testament to how strong your passion is uh, for your, for your projects. Um, describe yourself in three words. Ooh, um, I would say probably ambitious, uh, giving, and I would say charitable. Giving charitable kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe or or hopefully I would I would think somewhat inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can I can see that. Like you know, you you really defined yourself that way um, again through your project. So that's really good. Um, you're doing a lot of things um, sometimes at once. So when are you the most productive? Oh, I, I'm a morning I'm a morning person. Okay. I would say I, I get up pretty early. Uh, I like to just get everything done sort of in the morning. And then after lunch, I kind of crash a little bit. Uh, and then yeah. at night, uh, dependent, uh, you get a little bit burnt out. So you kind yeah. of want to just relax for a little bit. So I'm definitely a morning kind of guy. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, you're, you're grinding all day, so <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so Franco, why, why are you so passionate about uh, helping youth? Uh, I know you mentioned, you know, your, your background with cadets, um, you were in the army cadets, I was in the air cadets. Um, we're very youth facing. Um, we learn a lot of like leadership and mentorship skills. Um, but obviously that has really um, stuck with you throughout the years. Um, why, why so passionate about mentoring youth? Why are you so inspired? I, I think just, just growing up, having both good and bad role models, you know, within cadets mm-hmm. or, high school teachers or some teachers that really like you and some teachers that are iffy, iffy about you. And you can learn from both, you know, good and, and bad leadership. But I think when you meet that one great mentor who, who plants a seed within you and believes in you and tells you you can be more than, than what you think, or if you have a goal and they push you very hard and they support, support you in achieving that goal. And when you do, you just kind of want to give back and, and you sort of see that, that potential within young people that are that are lost that don't know really honestly where they want to go but just have a dream and have a passion yeah uh, and you kind of see a little bit of yourself in that and and you kind of think back to all the times that you received that guidance that mentorship and i just feel that passion to, to give back yeah and, and to kind of nourish that that potential and, and have it grow into something and I think that the more successful someone that you've been able to touch and, and nurture, they've become the more successful that I, I personally become. And, mm-hmm. and I always say, you know, when you give without expectations, you receive more than you can ever expect. Yeah. So I, I think it really is just from that. Um, and I think now also kind of taking a dark turn, but also like recognizing your mortality that you're like, okay, like I'm a court you know, maybe a third, but like a quarter through my yeah, life. Hopefully. Yeah. You're like, oh man, time, life is short. You don't realize that as a kid, mm-hmm. but, but life is short. And, and when you see a kid that's in his teens and you're like, oh, he has the next 50 years, 20 years to decide where he wants to go. And you just want to help that out and, and, and help him achieve the most out of his or her life yeah. uh, as, as much as someone helped you. So what's the dream then? 
because when you when you say words like giving or charitable and giving back, right, and trying to inspire the next generation, um, I guess there's no really um, there's no really a point where you say like I've done my job, right? Like this is um, everlasting; it, it's ongoing. Um, there's more youth um, every year, right? Um, so. So what's the dream? What's the end goal uh, for you? Maybe when you when you retire, when you finally say, um, I'm stepping away from this, um, what would you hope to have accomplished? You, you know, for me, I, I don't think necessarily there is a end goal yeah. just because I love the process so much mm-hmm. that, that the process for me is the goal, right? And, and I get my, my reward center in my brain it's just the grind, right? Like inspiring others, helping others through mm-hmm. uh, the tough times or, or whatever they're going through. And when I reach a goal or if I help someone reach a goal, yes, there is a sense of satisfaction there. Yes, there is a sense of like, oh, we did it or I did it. But that goes away really quickly. And, yeah. and my brain kind of just searches for that next thing. And, and I get more of the high figuring something else in the in the process rather than really necessarily achieving it. So I think for me, the end goal is, is just to just do this as long as I can. Like as long as I'm, I'm still passionate about it, as long as I'm still feeling like I'm able to help people and and people are taking some of my advice or some of my guidance, as long as that's still, you know, that's still the case, uh, I think I'm already winning and uh, everything else that comes kind of from that, Mm -hmm. I think it's just a bonus. Yeah, that that's amazing um, to hear that um, all of this, um, you know, motivation is internal, right? Like you're, you're hungry for for the process and you're hungry to, to you know, hustle and also um, part of your process is to help others as well. So it's really inspiring to hear um, um, that that you're so motivated and you talked about how um, you know, you know, you were studying the Bachelor of Commerce. Um, you know, you majored in entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial studies at uh, University of British Columbia. Um, when was the moment where you realized your academics and what you studied, um, had synergy to what you're, um, passionate about, you know, in helping people. And now you're combining it to create, um, live and limited. When did you realize that? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Cause friends that know me, I'm not a big fan of the education system. Yeah. Uh, my first nonprofit that I was trying to start to address it was, was my first year, uh, just graduating from high school, looking back and realizing that, you know, school or university wasn't what I thought it was. And I, I started my own nonprofit. I went to the school board and I was like, you guys need to change this. Like career 10, career 10 is, is bullshit. Uh, and they <laughs> completely shot me down. They're like, okay, yeah. you're a load of crap. Um, literally they're like, like what experience do you have? Who are you? Yeah. Uh, and then they even whipped out the career 10 curriculum and pointed out to like all the things, like everything that you talked about, we're already teaching. Cause like yeah. on paper, they're like, Oh, we, we help you prep for your careers and you do this. And I'm like, yeah. I just graduated from this. And I was like, it didn't teach me anything, <laughs> uh, but that's another story. Yeah. Uh, I think school really just taught me or pushed me to explore. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's less so because I did take entrepreneurship in, in school. I did take a course, it's called NVD. It's called New Venture Design, yeah. where you actually have to prototype a, a, a project. Uh, it's a commerce plus engineering kind of cohort. You yeah. prototype something, you try to take it to market, do the market research, et cetera, et cetera. But that's a very small subset of business. That's a very startup oriented sort of model uh, where it's like a 
how do you do your prototype, raise your seed round, do your series ABC. And although that is part of the live unlimited plan, and we do have a, uh, a, a route where we're trying to go the full startup mode, mm-hmm. 99% of businesses doesn't go that route. 99% of businesses probably doesn't raise money in the same way a normal venture or a startup venture does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the most part, for, for myself, although that there are teachings within entrepreneurship program that I'm implementing in how I'm planning stuff and how I'm approaching things, I, I wouldn't say it's, it played a big role in, in anything that I have done. Rather, the things I've done outside of school has really dictated my direction. Right. Um, but when you say, when you talk business, right, and you, you're doing a startup, um, there's got to be um, some metrics along the way right? Or even, um, again, an end goal. So um, when you combine your internal passion, you know, for inspiring youth, which you say may not have an end goal um, to, you know, a business, um, how do you, how do you measure um, your success? How do you measure your progress in terms of running that business or a startup? Um, And, you know, measuring growth too? Well, I think, you know, passion needs to meet profit. I think it's just as, as yeah. simple as that, right? Like yeah. as much as I want, I, I, and I, I start to realize that now that I'm getting a bit older, I wasn't, I was in a giving mode, you know, yeah. for the past four or five years, which yeah. allowed me to really build my networks and really allowed me to uh, really amass sort of the resources that I have now to, to really make my life easier. But at the same time, not everything converts, right? And if your business is all about just giving, just mentoring, just helping others without really caring about really the bottom line, which is what helps you survive, then you're not going to have a business at all. You have a charity. Yeah. That's not self-running. So I think for myself, it's it's really a, it's really an internal measure, right? I have to look at the bottom line. I have to look at the profits, seeing if it's sustainable. And I think if it is sustainable and growing to the point that I don't have to sacrifice the, the giving end or the mm-hmm. balance I feel like internally is there. I'm yeah. okay with that. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I mean, in terms of speaking of a, you know, of a business, there's no, um, it's not wrong to think about profits or, you know, how well the business side of things is doing be- just because you're running, you know, sort of a charity and giving mode, right? Because the more money that you bring in and the more resources that you bring in, it means um, a a better environment for the people that you're serving. So, you know, it, it's sort of, um, it's sort of like a balance between the business and your passion. And that's, what's beautiful about startups and entrepreneurship, right? You're really, really exploring um, sort of your own interests and trying to make it in a way where you're, you're, you're making money and using that money to, to fuel um, your operations and, and, and going back to your own passion. So that that's uh, really amazing uh, what you're doing. Um, speaking of the business itself, um, can you tell us more how uh, Live Unlimited works? Um, what can we expect from the platform that's launching, um, you know, early 2021? And how do um, young people participate? Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the best way I can describe Live Unlimited is at the at the simplest form of it is imagine if if LinkedIn also had an offline community. Okay. So one thing that, you know, I'm really passionate about, I really look at is that the world is so you know, addicted to social media these days. We're so addicted to ramping up our numbers, uh, getting our followers, getting our connections, like LinkedIn, like 500 plus, like that was a big thing, you know, like getting 500 plus connections. Yeah. But I always ask people who have that, it's like of that 500 connections, how many of those are convertible? How many of those are meaningful? Right. So unless you're 
targeting to be an influencer, unless you're trying to make money to try and be an influencer, uh, and you're full-time trying to do that, you don't need 5,000, 10,000 followers. And frankly, it yeah. takes a lot of time to build that up. Uh, but what you do need are 10 really great people, five really great people who actually can give towards what you're doing or can help you along your, your career path or your passion. Uh, but for us, it's like looking at LinkedIn, it's very tough to find that five or 10 just online purely. So what we're trying to create is a young professionals network that mm -hmm. has a lot of online networking, volunteering, charitable events that allows you to build relationships outside of the workplace, figure it out who the, the professional are as an individual, as a human being, mm -hmm. uh, build that relationship first, uh, but also have a, we also have a mobile app that we're developing that allows you to more easily connect with each other. Interesting. Uh, and mm -hmm. that mobile app, instead of what we're focused on, instead of asking like, oh, LinkedIn, which is purely your resume, really what it is, we ask questions like, what's your mission? You know, what's, mm -hmm. what's your goals? What's your next, you know, five-year goal, one-year goal? Uh, what's your legacy? You know, what's, how do you want to be remembered? We ask that question during the onboarding process. And it's not something that you would normally get asked. Like no one's going to ask you on the street, like in the interview, it's like, how do you want to be remembered? Right? Yeah. Like, and, and we ask those kind of questions. So when you connect with someone, we feel like you're, you're able to connect on a more human level mm -hmm. rather than a very surface level. Uh, and to kind of tie all of that together, we also have sponsorship companies. We take a portion of our membership fees where, in which we give points away for contribution. So if you're volunteering, if you're coming out to our events, we're encouraging you to come out by giving you these points yeah. And these points are then redeemable for charitable donations. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Charitable impact. So, yeah. so you're not only, um, you know, giving and you're contributing to youth, but you're inspiring them to participate in the community and they get, um, you know, their points um, and redeemable uh, points to um, give away and do charitable work on themselves. So it's a, you know, it's a full circle. That's really interesting. Um and I guess like part of part of Live Unlimited is um, the technology side, right? It's a, there's an app, there's a platform. Um, how have you tackled this? Like, are you a tech person? Um, what have you noticed about the space? And and it's so interesting because we don't see a lot of um, you know um, charitable work and youth mentorship platforms uh, branded as a technology and as an app. So, um, what what has the new frontier been like for you? It was tough, man. Uh, I'm not a tech person. I'm very much not a tech person. Uh, I never even thought about building some sort of te technological company or, or a tech related business. Yeah. Uh, but my co-founder has UI UX um, experience and he worked and his, on a startup. Uh, his name is? Uh, Harry. Harry's Harry. Harry. Yeah. So okay. my, my good friend, Harry, we went to uh, high school together, met each other during elementary. So we know each other for a nice. long time. Uh, and he has a lot of UI UX experience, which aid us in, in starting it. But when we came to actual development of the app, uh, it was very tough for us to find anyone. Mm. It, really because of, because with this application, this business model, it's very integral to my experiences and everything that I've done. It, it really speaks towards it. And a lot of times when you're trying to explain to someone, especially someone who is a um, you know, software engineer uh, that maybe unfortunately spends a lot of time facing the computer rather than the community uh, they don't they don't see it you know yeah. they don't understand like well 
it's not hard to build, but like, how are you going to get people to use it? And I'm like, I got like, it's fine. I got this. Like I've done this before, but they don't see that. And they don't see the business model. Uh, so for them, it's very difficult to get like a co-founder on board or someone that was willing to, to really hop on the project and be really passionate about it. So we ended up spending almost two to three months trying to find the right people looking at outsourcing, looking here locally, hiring junior devs, senior devs, whatnot. Uh, and eventually we, we, we went with the outsourcing route. So we have a team uh, down in the States right now that's actually building the app for us. Uh, and hopefully we're, the beta is going to come out around late January, the full version around March. So that's what we're looking at in our timeline right now. And our listeners can find that anywhere in their app stores? That's right. Okay. That's right. So both uh, Android and uh, iPhone. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's really cool to hear how this is all still a learning process for you. And that's the beauty of like running a business or, you know, exploring entrepreneurship is that, you know, you're so passionate about one dimension and, um, and, and that's youth mentorship. And, you know, you're really good at it too. Um, but, you know, for you to build um, a useful platform and I, I, dare I say revolutionary in, in terms of like how th- this business is run, um, you had to learn a new skill and you had to explore that, that new facet. And I find that so amazing. And it's, it's, I'm guessing that it's something that you teach our youth as well is that um, you always got to be a learner, right? You always going to be um, um, figuring, figuring stuff out every day um, on your own. And sometimes people aren't there to, to help you and guide you, but you have to go find the answers. Um, so what can you say to that? Like for the youth of today who might be interested in starting their own thing, right? Like their own business or their own projects. Like um, what advice would you give to them um, so that, you know, they're motivated they stay inspired and they get over that fear and self-doubt. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got to give props to a lot of youth these days and I wish, you know, I, I, I try to blame it on, on technology, but I wish <laughs> I kind of had the technology back then yeah. because I, I noticed a lot of uh, high school kids, whether it's a nonprofit or a business, all it takes now, it's like, just go on Instagram, start an Instagram account, name it, whatever, whatever uh, organization you want. And there you go. And they're starting and they're yeah. building a brand around that. And they're building a team around that. Right. And I found that super, super inspiring. Right. Uh, for, for, for them to be able to have that idea, take that step. And I think the barriers are so low for them to do that now that they're just gunning for it. And I think that's really, really awesome. Yeah. But I think what they're going to start to realize because your grade 12 high school project starting Instagram account is much different uh, once you get into university and and thereafter in in the real world um, is you got to be patient and you got to do a lot more than you think. So a a lot of times we're very narrow-minded in what we're doing. Yeah. uh, Which which although focus is great and I think doubling down on something is great mm-hmm. at the same time, you're still young, right? You actually don't really know what's suitable for you out there. It's very rare to find your passion at a very young age. And I guess it changes too, as, as you age, right? Like your exactly. their circumstances change, your experience, new experiences come along, you meet new people, passions and interests change. And I feel like school um, does this thing where they make you think that you have to fit in a box, right? Like you graduate high school and then you go into university and college and you have to pick, you know, four, four years of schooling that directly launches you into your career that you might not even be truly passionate about by the end of it. So I feel like, like, yeah, I agree with you. Being open-minded is important. 
that's that's so awesome because that's that's the origin story of of our name yeah. for for Live Unlimited. Yeah, right? is is this idea that life should be filled with unlimited possibilities, mm-hmm. as long as you have the right connections, the right resources to make that happen. So I I always tell students as well is like your passions are going to change, your interests are going to change, uh, and when it does, who's there to help you make that transition into your new direction? And yeah. if you're just having that same friend group. Uh, or or stuck within that same network uh, or that same industry, and you want to leap outside of that. Oh, it's gonna get so much harder if you don't have anyone to point you in in the right direction. Yeah. And for myself, is that I've built such a diverse network of people and friends and and industry professionals around me that I have people reaching out for to me for opportunities where I don't want them, or sometimes when. I need something. I am able to reach out in a variety of industries and have that in and a referral that will make it so much easier if I do want to suddenly make a change in my career and dive into something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess like just keeping an open mind and also, you know, a, a diversity uh, of network and, you know, friends and connections. Um, that's always really important. Don't, don't stay one dimensional because that's not what life is about. <laughs> no. And, and, and yeah. you got to take action and do it. No, for sure. Yeah. Stay yeah. proactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is, is that a lot of times it, it's great. You, you think about it, you're like, I need to diverse. So I need to like network, but you don't actually know what that means. You don't yeah. have a support network to push you to do that. And you end up just doing the same thing. Yeah. So, so really, you know, taking action and surrounding yourself with the right people in order for you to do that, I think is very important. Uh, Franco, we're nearing the tail end of, of this episode. Um, I wanted to ask uh, one last question. You know, young young people and students often think they're power, powerless or incapable of um, making change in society. I, I guess we see a lot of that in our political system in terms of like voting and actually um, influencing policy. Um, what do you say to that? Like, what advice can you give to our youth Um so that they're inspired to, you know, actively participate in society and actually voice their opinion. The that's oh my god, we could we can do another episode on this. <laughs> but uh, the biggest misconception with with young people, exactly what you said, is the fact that that you're powerless. And, and I think just speaking from personal experience, every organization that I've been a part of, every uh, you know minister that I've spoken with, right, they always ask for a youth thought opinion idea on a certain issue. They always want me to build a youth team around them. They always want to do outreach in that area because they care about what the next generation believes and what they think. And, you know, in a democratic society, your vote matters. And if they're not catering to what you believe in and how you want to envision your future, they're going to lose your vote. Right. And, and obviously, they, in order for them to maintain their position in office and in order for them to continue to build a country that the majority of, of us want to see, they need to be able to shape policy to suit the views and the needs of our next generation. And I think when I tell youth that feel powerless and they're like, I don't know what to do or like, I want to make a difference, but I feel like my voice isn't being heard is because you're selling yourself short. And I think the biggest thing is never treat anyone as they're better than you. I don't care how old they are, how successful they believe they are financially or otherwise. We're just human beings. Right. And although they may have more experience in a certain area, it's really a different experience, right? We all have a unique background and your experience, Calvin, is no better than mine and vice versa, Mm -hmm. which is why I learn from kids, people 
you know, 10, 10 years younger, five years younger, whatever it is. I learn from people 20, 30 years older, right? Uh, but I never sell myself short. And whenever I go into a meeting and I have an opinion and I want to voice it out, I say it with confidence. I, I, I say that because of what I've uniquely experienced, this is how I see things. And we can have a really great discussion about that, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's suitable or practical, but at the very least, I've, I've, I've put it on the table. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just treat everyone as human being, be confident in who you are and understand that your experience is just as valuable as the ministers who's dealing with the billion dollar policies or whatever they are doing. Right. Yeah. And, and part of that I, I see in you is that, you know, you carry a sense of humility, right. And, and just being humble and, and the mindset of a learner. Um, and that, that makes you, um, you know, so, ins- so inspiring because um, you're always learning from the people around you, no matter, no matter their age or their experience. And that's, what's, it's all about, right. In, in life and in, in business and whatever you, you try to pursue, it's always, um, you know, getting to meet new people and new experiences. One day we're going to be older than a lot of the majority of society, right. It's not like we're going to stop learning then. So yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so we're, we're at the end of the episode, but Franco, can you tell um, our listeners how to find you and live unlimited um, on social media and how can they reach out? Yeah, no, absolutely. So you, you can probably find us on all social media platforms, uh, Live Unlimited uh, Official. Uh, you can find me personally on, on Instagram and uh, on LinkedIn uh, at Franco KS Ng or Franco Ng. Uh, you should be able to find me. Uh, I'm more focused on LinkedIn these days. So uh, okay. if you're if you're on LinkedIn, and I, I know a lot of students are starting to build that profile. Yeah. Uh, so you know, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, and I'm always open to to chatting. With, yeah. with anyone really, if, if you're going to hit me up and you're just be like, Hey, let's just chat. I don't even care what you want to chat about. You know, I'll, I'll throw aside 30 minutes and, and we'll have a great chat because you, you never know what can come out of that. Yeah. So um, I'm always open to having that conversation. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know you're doing like, uh, you're recording the chats with like younger, younger students as well. And you posted them on, on LinkedIn. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And you, can, um, you know, if you're interested in what Franco's uh, talking about with other youth in your community, um, go check out his uh, LinkedIn profile. And uh, yeah, thanks so much, Franco, for joining us in, in this episode. Uh, we look forward to seeing um, what uh, Live Unlimited is like, you know, the app and, and, and the platform and hope you, the listener, can uh, go check it out and also participate in, in the um community and the networking process um thanks so much for listening to this episode of the novice experience and we'll talk to you next time thank you for listening to this week's episode of the novice experience our theme song is concrete jungle by audio binger you can find us or reach out on social media at the novice exp that's the novice exp don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on all your podcast listening platforms talk to you next time